So welcome to a special episode, and this is really a common a collaboration episode of the Swamp Inside Florida Athletics with my co-host. I'm Anthony Beck, your host with my co-host. Jerry Brown, a.k.a. I am Breezy I.I. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great tonight, bro, watching all the games, all the games, getting all of it. Yeah, definitely. We, we got all the games on, and um, we also have a special guest. And as I said, this is a collaboration show, so we're going to let our guest introduce himself in the name of his uh, in the name of the podcast. So we got we got Tony West from Talks of Tea Time, the podcast, man. Glad to be back on y'all's pod again. I can't wait to be doing this collaboration. You know what I'm saying? With you guys each week, it's going to be yes, exciting, sir. man. We got on all the games right now. I got Ohio State on, ECU app. I mean, we got everything going on tonight, man. It's the best time of the year, man. Just super excited, bro. Absolutely, yeah, bro. Feel and like Christmas. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. And also, Boise State UCF just kicked off, man. Oh, he did. Kind of update oh. y'all on that. Dylan Gabriel and UCF was driving down the field, and Gabriel threw a pick six. Boise State's up what? currently up seven to nothing right now. Oh my god! So with it, yeah, it's 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 been it's been some good games on though. Yeah, but but with this collaboration, so this is something that we're gonna be doing every week, where we're gonna pick, we're gonna have a day where we make picks on the games of the week. So so we're we're excited. We're like kids, we're like kids on Christmas morning right now. (laughs) Yeah, starting. So, yeah, man, that's got- crazy that you said that because it really is. I was, like, it's funny because she's sitting like ten feet away from me. My girlfriend was like, "You look so wide eyed." Like when I came here tonight, I was like, "Where the games at? Where the games at?" And she's like, "Yo, like, what is wrong with you? Like, you are turned up tonight." I'm like, "Bro, this is literally like the best day of the year for me. Like, first weekend of college football. Like, I'm turned. Like." The whole weekend, for so real, now bro. She's getting well, experiences for the first time, so she's kind of like, "Oh my god, I didn't know he was this big of a college football guy." But she yeah. got to stick with you through it, bro. She got to be yeah. a real one. Saturday gonna be rough, with bro. You, man. Y'all know why Saturday gonna be rough. I told y'all on the last podcast. She's a Georgia woman. I'm a Clemson man. Saturday is going to be rough for sure. Lord have mercy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be rough for both mm-hmm. of y'all, whether whether Clemson wins or not. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna rough. be rough for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but speaking and speaking of that, the games that we're gonna pick, of course, mm-hmm. all all the big games that's going on. I mean, we got a lot of them. We got a we got games on tonight. We got games on tomorrow. We got a full slate Saturday. We got Notre Dame and, and Florida State Sunday, and the the uh, under the radar game to kind of cap off the weekend on Labor Day weekend. We got Louisville and Ole Miss in Atlanta on yep. Monday night. Mm-hmm. So we got a, a huge slate of games, but we're going to start with tomorrow, North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Who, who y'all got? I want. I, let me go first on this one, bro. All right. This All right. is probably, besides the Clemson and Georgia game, I know y'all are probably like, why? This is probably the second most interesting game I'm interested in, and I'm going to tell you why. I like UNC. I think they are really good, but they lost so much on offense. Even though they returned a lot on defense, I think they returned like basically like basically all their starters from defense last year for the most part besides Chirac 
and I think one other guy. So I think they return like nine people back on defense. But I just want to see how Sam Howell's going to do without De'Ami Brown, without, you know, those two running backs, Michael Carter and all that. Like, I want to see how he's going to do without those guys. Bo Corrales is out tomorrow, which would probably be wide receiver number one, technically, because he was wide receiver number two or three, well, really three last year. So he Mm. would technically be one this year, but he's out tomorrow. So this game, even though I don't think Virginia Tech is that great, Y'all got to realize, Justin Fuente is coaching for his job tomorrow. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like, if he loses tomorrow, and I think they got another tough game coming up in a few weeks, if he starts out this season like one and four or something, he's getting fired in October more than likely. So, for me, this is a big game. And then it's already a sold-out crowd. Um, Lane Stadium is going to be rocking tomorrow. It's going to be ridiculous in Blacksburg. Honestly, that's one place, as a Clemson fan, I want to go there. Like, when COVID ends and all that stuff, like, that is a crazy atmosphere from what I heard. I know this is long-winded, but in this game, man, I'm taking UNC, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people what people expect. Give me UNC in this game, 24-17. to Okay. Okay. I like it. Yeah, man. I I got UNC as well. I'm a huge Sam Howell fan, bro. I think uh, UNC has some pieces on defense. I think they got uh, Grimes coming in. Yep. So I'm just interested in seeing, you know, all the talent that Matt Brown's been pulling in. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll I think they'll win the game. Uh, uh, let me see. I'm going to say 31-27. Okay, I like it. And I'm going to go with UNC as well, but I agree with Tony. I think this is going to be a close game. And, um, the reason why, is, as Jerry said, I'm also a huge fan of, of Sam Howell. But I think um, Josh Downs, I think, is going to be the receiver that he targets a lot in this game. And if he kind of gets going in the rhythm, I think that's what's going to put him over the top. I'm going to say North Carolina wins 27-24. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a, a good game. And, um... The next game we're going to get into is well, this is a tough one. This one I kind of went back and forth with, but I'm but Wisconsin and Penn State mm. Saturday. Who do you guys got? Man, that one is that one's so tough because I feel like they are so evenly matched. Like even though I think Wisconsin is 12 and Penn State is 19, they both do a lot of stuff similar like to each other. Wisconsin it's been a little bit more consistent in winning lately. Um, and this game is at Camp Randall. So I'm going to take Wisconsin, but I think it's going to be in a typical Big Ten fashion. I yeah. think it's a low-scoring game, bro. I'm going to say something like 17 to 14, give me Wisconsin. I Personally, man, I really like both teams, so it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I've been joking this for a minute, but I do think the athleticism will win out. So I'm gonna take Penn State and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kevon Lee to have a huge game. So I'm gonna go 27-14 Penn State. Oh. Yep. Man. Okay. I like the athleticism they got over there, bro. I really do. I think they got a chip on their shoulder from last year. I think they're gonna be a, a pretty solid team this year, and possibly from what I'm seeing, can challenge Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Wisconsin. I agree. This is gonna be a low scoring game. I'm gonna say something like twenty to seventeen. 
I think Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin quarterback, makes enough plays to to get the win for Wisconsin. But also, even though we don't really know who their running back is, right? That running back, if that running game for Wisconsin gets going, I think they can kind of muddy oh. up the game, slow it down, and um. Let me. You know, I, I don't I, mean I, to I cut you off. I don't mean to. Here. I ain't mean to cut you off, but I actually do know who Wisconsin's running back is. So their star oh. running back is Chaz Malusi. He's from Clemson. Um, he was running back number three behind Travis and also as well, Lynn J. Dixon. He is very sound. He has a – do you remember that running back from San Diego State a few years ago? I believe his name was – yes. He yeah. kind of reminds me of him a little bit, but a little bit skinnier. But he kind of reminds me of him. He's a, he's a talented player. He really is. And he's he's not as – I would say he's not as athletic as like the Melvin Gordons and all that and, and Bell, but also as well, he's a little bit more swifty than them. So I want to kind of put my insight on that because I do have intel on like Chaz Malusi because he was at Clemson. He's a really good running back, bro. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad because you know I, I I just didn't know who it was. I mean, because you know they had the names for you know Jonathan Taylor, um, right. James White. You know they had those guys. And um, as we speak, Minnesota just went up again on Ohio State. This is now twenty to seventeen. Wow, oh, really? Oh, yep, they're scoring right now on my TV. Wow. Oh my bad, I didn't know your TV was behind. No, <laughs> you're good, man. No, I appreciate it. Wow, that's crazy. This is gonna be so. I'm definitely gonna lose my bet because I don't know if I should be talking about sports gambling, but I'm definitely gonna lose my money because <laughs> I don't think Ohio State is gonna win by more than fourteen points. So I'm definitely about to lose my ten dollars. Whatever it is, what it is. Wait, you said they wouldn't win by 14? No, I said I put Ohio State would win by 14 at least, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, unless they they get a touchdown here and they get a pick six, I don't know if it happens either. It's not looking good, yeah. Yeah, this has been a back and forth game. Minnesota's better than I thought they were. Yeah, they're looking like they're picking up from where they were in 2019, honestly. Yeah, I thought they put up a fight, but this is – Impressive. They, they look good. Mm-hmm. BJ Clark got some going there. Yep. And speaking and sticking with the Big Ten, um, I guess the next game we can get into is Iowa and Indiana. Who do y'all got? Man, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like when I seen this one, I it was so hard to determine. Both of them are ranked right beside each other, seventeen and eighteen. I like what Indiana did last year. Um, I'm impressed with them, but this game is at Iowa, and I'm going to tell you the truth, just because this game is at Iowa and these teams are both so evenly matched, I'm going to take Iowa in a close one. I'm going to say something of the likes of like 28 to 24, something like that. Hmm. Mm, I know yesterday I was, we were talking about it, and like I'm thinking the Iowa, you know, Iowa's trenches, bro, I feel like they'll be able to get it done, but at the same time, I do like Michael Penix, and I do like their wide receivers. Mm-hmm. That said, in the Big Ten, a lot of games are won in the trenches. So that's pretty much, you know, in any game, but in the Big Ten specifically. So I'm going to have to go with Iowa in a 27-23 win over Indiana. Yeah, and for me, I know this game is at Iowa, and that's always a tough place to Yeah, play. right. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I just want to say I love the tradition they have where they wave at the kids. That's the amazing, man. Up there. That, that's something amazing. And, and um, 
I'm glad it's something they do because I mean those kids, they're going through a lot and they they deserve all the love and support that they can get right yeah, there. And um, I mean, yeah, this is this is one of those games where you're back and forth and um, uh, this is gonna be close. This is gonna be close, but I like Indiana in a very close game because. You know, head coach Tom Allen and that defense, I think that defense is going to be pretty good. And um, also, Michael Penix Jr. is the difference for me. I think he's going to be able to make enough plays to, to get a big-time win out of there. And I'm going to say give me a score of 24 to 21. Yeah, you're not wrong because, to be honest, not to cut anyone off or anything like that, to be honest, I think Indiana actually has the better offense, to be honest with you. But I just yeah. think, you know, like like Jerry said, man, it's in the Big Ten, especially yep. more than any conference, it's all about the trenches, honestly. And at this point, with the, some of these Big Ten teams, we talk about recruiting all the time, recruiting offensive linemen. Yeah, can we – yeah, recruit the guys at Iowa and Wisconsin, those guys Bro, get right. – Menace, do you see his offensive Minnesota line? is doing Ohio State D-line filthy uh, right now. Bro. Yeah, bro. yeah. see, the trenches, that's where games mm-hmm. are won and lost. And when you look at the Big Ten, they usually have the best offensive linemen yep. like, as a group. Maybe not as an individual offensive line, but as groups. Mm-hmm. They, they make, Conference-wise, maybe the best groups of offensive linemen. Yep. And oh man, <laughs> got to the the Minnesota running back has twenty two carries for one hundred thirty nine yards and two touchdowns right now. Crazy numbers though. Oh line. Yeah. So <laughs> that that goes into what Tony was just saying about Minnesota's offensive line. They are doing a great job against that defensive front. Yeah, bro. Right uh-huh. They they gonna take a, they gonna take like two L's this year, bro. Yeah. Line is not the same. It's yeah, that defensive line is getting trashed, bro. They're getting yeah. dominated. And I know we all picked Ohio State, but uh, I'm a little afraid of that pick right now. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very afraid of that pick right now, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and um, and you see the slate of games on here they're showing, and this is actually the next one I was gonna get into. I'm glad they're showing this graphic: Louisiana, Louisiana, Lafayette, and Texas. This game right here is one of those one of the most interesting games I've seen as a matchup. So, you guys, who do you guys have? I'm a big Billy Napier guy, and I'm not going to tell you any lie. I'm slick leaning Louisiana right now. Like I'm, they've Ooh. been very good lately. There's a few factors of why I'm le- leaning towards Louisiana, but this is a toss-up game. I mean, this one can go either way because, for one, we don't know what Texas is bringing to the house with Steve Sharkeesian. I mean, it's a completely new era starting um, on Saturday. So we don't really know what they're going to do there. Um, so I am intrigued. It is in Austin. I'm going to tell you all the truth, man. I'm really on the fence on this one. I was leaning Lafayette. Like, I was actually about to place a bet on that, like, yesterday. I was leaning Lafayette, and the closer I'm getting to game time, I'm slick leaning towards Texas now. Yeah. I think Texas wins yeah. this game, like, 35-24, something like that. Jerry, who do you got? Yeah, man, pretty much uh, yesterday I said that again. Texas is going to win this game. I think they're going to be physical up front. I think uh, I think Lafayette, I think they're going to give them a good – you know, they're going to play with heart and passion. But at the end of the day, bro, I'm going to go with the Stars. I know it sounds crazy, but 
I'm gonna go with the Stars, bro. I'm gonna go to Stars and Texas to win. Uh, I'm gonna say 31 to 20. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, this this one's I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. For one reason, this is the biggest factor for me, and it literally has nothing to do with football. This Louisiana Lafayette team got something to play for. With uh, with what this state, the state of Louisiana, has been through recently, they got something to play for. So they are going to play with a lot of heart. They're going to give Texas all they can handle. They really are. And this is a good football team. Billy Napier is a good coach, and this is a well-coached football team. You can see it when they play. They're very well disciplined. They don't make a whole lot of mistakes. But at the end of the day, I think, Texas has a little too much talent, and I I think they're going to win this game. I'm going to say 31 to 20, 31 to 23. I think this is going to be a close sure. game. I really do. I can see it. I can see it definitely. Yeah, I could too. Yeah, and, and and as we said on last night's show, I I kind of want to just say this again to the state of Louisiana. We are praying for you guys. You know, okay. with Hurricane Ida just ripped through the entire state and um. You know, it's a lot. Of, if you see the images on television, it's a lot of damage that was done, and it was almost 16 years to the day of Hurricane Katrina, yeah. which, was, which was just wild when you think about it. So, just our thoughts and prayers with all the families involved. Just hope everything's okay and everybody can, you know, let's just, let's just hope everybody can kind of get back on their feet because I mean, it was just it was a lot. It was a lot for them to have to deal with. It really was. Yeah, yeah, man, especially on, like, the, the anniversary of Katrina. Not to jump off topic, but, you know, I, I definitely agree. And prayers even to the Northeast, too, like, uh, yeah, you know, Philly, New York. Like, I've seen crazy stuff on there today um, on Twitter and stuff like that. So even prayers to Louisiana and the Northeast has gotten hit pretty hard by either, too. So definitely, you know, we love talking football, but also as well, I think this is a good time to just take a moment to, you know, send prayers to those individuals. Yeah, it was a lot of flooding in the in the northeast area. And I saw images, you know, the New York subway and just flooded all over the place. It's it's just wild. Yeah, it was wrong. people are were literally swimming to their cars. Yeah, it was like, bad. Like you're swimming and you're not in the ocean. Yep, that's why. Or in a pool. That's wild. And so it it, it was bad. So prayers up to everybody in the northeast as well because. I mean, even though it wasn't a hurricane, it was just the remnants of the storm. Right. It still brought a lot of rain and did a lot of damage. Yeah, man. Yep. So we, we just wanted to take the time to say that we love talking sports, but like when when stuff like this happens, we definitely want to acknowledge it and just to let everybody know that we're with them, we're praying for them, and you know, we, we just we, we want we want to be there in some capacity. Right. Absolutely. And and um. Kind of getting, you know, it's kind of tough getting back to football after that. I know, yeah, um, it's all good though, man. I'm over <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's kind of tough to get back to it though. Yeah, just an emotional moment, but yeah, yeah. Our our next game that we're gonna get into, even though I kind of I kind of have a feeling I know where everybody's leaning for this one, Alabama and Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody already know who I got, but yeah, who, who y'all got? yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take Alabama. I mean, like I told y'all on the other, like last week's podcast, I think it's closer than what people expect. I think people expect Miami to be like Bishop Sycamore out there, and I don't think that's really the case. 
Um, I think that, you know, it's going to be a game probably like 35 to 17, um, something within like 14 to 21 points, somewhere in that ballpark. It's kind of what I'm looking at, honestly, because we don't know what Bryce Young could be. He could be looking like this kid at Ohio State. Bro, I mean, we don't yeah, know. Legit. I mean, we really don't know. So that's that's what I think personally. Yeah, man, I I agree there. Um, like on paper, you look at you know you think okay, Alabama has the the defensive line to be able to just dominate up front. Um, their linebackers are going to be elite. Their secondary is bringing back <laughs> elite guys. So I think they're going to do a good job on defense. My question is, Bryce Young, is he going to be able to get guys the ball consistently? And, you know, Miami's not no – they don't have, you know, slouches back there. So, it's going to be a tough game for them at first, I believe. So, uh, I'm going to say Alabama, but it won't be as bad as what people think, honestly. So, maybe like 40, 45 to like 23. Yeah. But closer in the first half, and then, you know, Alabama pulls away. Yeah, that's what I think too as well. Yeah. Wait, Tony, did you give a score? Yeah, I said uh, around like 35, 17, something like that. Oh, okay. Yep. And defensively for Alabama, the reasons that Jerry laid out, I'm going to keep this a little short and simple. Roll Tide. <laughs> I think they about to roll for real. I I don't – I think maybe the first quarter this game goes, but I think when that second quarter starts, you're going to see the talent really take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bro. I honestly think, yeah, Bryce Young could possibly come out looking like C.J. Stroud right now. But I think what the difference is going to be is this. I think Alabama's running game is what's going to really get this game out of hand. I agree. Because I don't think yeah. they're going to ask Bryce Young to do too much this first game. I think they're going to um, lean on the running game, lean on that big offensive line with Evan Neal, who is the number one offensive line prospect in this in the, in the the draft coming right. up. Because we all know he's going pro. He ain't got to fool us. But that offensive line, they're going to lean on him. And I just don't – I don't know how Derrick King's going to come out looking off, and, uh, off of a torn ACL. Right. So, if, Seen the story before, bro. I remember yeah. 2017 when Francois was out there against Alabama, you know, big game. Man, like, snapped his leg. So, you know what I mean? Like, you just – you don't want your quarterback – Having to do too much against Alabama game one, you just don't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and if that and if that offensive line can't protect them, uh, let's just hope an ambulance out there. That's all I'm gonna say. For real, bro. Yeah, yeah for, real. for real. Because I'm I'm gonna be a little worried about himself, but I I'm gonna go with a score of I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 42 to 17. Okay. And. Oh, oh, whoa. Um, oh, I was watching. Sorry, I was watching this play by Minnesota. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over here watching too, bro. This offensive line got me freaking. Yeesh. Yeah, that offensive line yeah. is no joke, man. For yeah, that, that offensive line looks really good, even though it's, it looks like it's a flag on the play and it's coming back. Yeah. But um, this next game that we're going to get into is also pretty interesting. LSU and UCLA. Who y'all got? I'm taking LSU in this game. I think UCLA, like everybody's kind of high on them right now because they just blew out a bad Hawaii team. Um, personally, even though it's a lot of unknowns at LSU, like I told you guys last week, 
I still think LSU is just the SEC talent by itself. It's just a little bit better than the Pac-12. Actually, it's a lot bit better than the Pac-12, honestly. So me personally, I still think LSU wins this game. Something of the likes of like 38 to 17, 38 to 21, somewhere in that ballpark. I see, I see, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I think UCLA is going to be able to push the pace a little bit. I think they're going to, you know, give LSU a challenge. But, again, SEC dogs, you know, you got two of the best corners in the country on, uh, you know, at LSU. So, I think LSU ends up winning that game probably like 35 to 17. Hmm. I honestly think this one's going to be closer than people think as well. I mean, I know UCLA did. They did just blow out a bad Hawaii team. But at the same time, they still look pretty decent. So, and them being at home and LSU having to make that long trip out to L.A., um, (laughs) I still have LSU winning this game. But because, you know, the talent is just going to take over in the second half. But I think LSU, I'm going to say they win this game. 35 to 24. Okay. I think, okay. I think UCLA could, could put up – they could put up some points on them. They really could. Dorian Thompson-Robinson looked pretty good last week. So, I, I think he's going he's gonna to put up a fight. That team's going to put up a fight. I have a yeah, question. I, yeah, I have a question about LSU real quickly. Mm-hmm. I know we were just talking about the tornado – I mean, not the tornado, excuse me, the hurricane situation. Where are they at now? Are they in Texas somewhere or, like, does anybody know you, where they're at? Houston. They went to Houston. Okay, they're in Houston. Okay, my bad. Oh, Sorry to cut you off. Thing, bro. Oh no, oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, that, that yeah. it's something I should have touched on when talking about that earlier. You're yeah, fine. they had to end, They ended up leaving for Houston. I think on, I think the storm came on what Sunday. I think they left for Houston the the night before. Okay. Yeah, they they posted about that. So yeah, they've been in Houston all week. Okay. And, speak, and speaking of that, I know that we're making college football picks. The Saints right now are practicing in Arlington, in Arlington, Texas, at Cowboys Stadium. Oh, and wow. they're gonna and they're gonna be actually hosting the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not, right. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to get back to um, Louisiana right now. There's just a lot going on, so they're gonna be hosting that game in Jacksonville. And I heard that um. There's their the next game their next home game may be in jeopardy as well. They may have to go elsewhere to host that game also. So mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye out on that as well. Okay. They do it so much, bro. That city. I, I feel so bad for New Orleans. Yeah, and I love yeah, the exactly. city of New Orleans, man. I mean Man, I mean it's just, it's just tough to think about. Yeah, it is. And it's crazy. I had a friend that lives in Baton Rouge, actually, a former teammate of mine, and um you know, when they said evacuate, of course, he's evacuating um, because he lives there. He came back here to home to Pensacola and um, was usually a three-and-a-half-hour drive for him. He said it took seven hours because everybody was getting out of there. Leaving. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's I think he's still man. here right now. So he's kind of waiting to assess everything. Yeah, no, definitely. Prayers up to everyone once again. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And, um. Even though this is kind of a throwaway game, I don't know. Even though what for the FAU, how, how what what's your score prediction? We already we already know who we're picking, but real quick, yeah, I'm going. I'm definitely going Florida here. I mean, Florida big probably. Um, I would say something that likes like forty five to ten, something like that. 
Um, I think this game is going to be a blowout. I think Emory Jones, this is a good game to kind of get him acclimated to the offense. Um, yeah, I think they, I think you guys win big, honestly, to be real with you. Yeah, likewise. Gary, your job on the line. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think Florida wins, uh, 48 to 48 13 or something, something like, something around that range. I think we're going to, you know, play well. I also think that, uh, I think we're going to, you know, move FAU's defensive line around a little bit. I'm looking forward to seeing Kingsley. So, um, yeah, man, I got us having a pretty solid game and kind of going away from that game, feeling kind of confident about where we're at. Okay, Jerry's not fired. <laughs> <laughs> I had the pink slip ready again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're, I, I believe we're going to win big. I'm going to say 52 to 17. Interesting, though, Nikosi Perry, the FAU starting quarterback, former Miami Hurricane, is starting for them. Um, but I think he's going to have a rough game this game. I, th- I think Florida's defense is really going to get after him. So, touchdown Ohio State, by the way. Oh, wow, that was quick. A beautiful <laughs> throw by C.J. Stroud. Okay, so he's starting to turn it on now. And guess who else just got out of Alcatraz? I'm guessing it's going to be either Garrett Wilson or Chris Avale. Yep. Mm. Oh, boy. That's a beautiful pass. I'm watching it now. That's a beautiful pass. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah this was a beautiful throw by yeah. C.J. Stratton. A great route by Garrett Wilson as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah got, got the DB on the head fake. But great route, great throw. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I got Florida winning 52-70. I think the defense is going to look a lot better. They better look a lot better or else uh, Grantham going to have to see me. And we going to leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, moving on from that game, um, I think the next game on the schedule we're going to pick is – let's just – let's real quick. Let's go Louisville Ole Miss. Who, who do y'all see winning that game? I think uh, that's going to be a very interesting and a very, very high-scoring game. That is going to be an interesting and high-scoring game because I know Ole Miss going to put up points. Like, that's yeah. one thing we know they're going to do. Um, a lot of people are, for some odd reason, in the ACC, a lot of people are high on Louisville. I'm not one of those people. Um, <laughs> particularly, like, I don't really think they're going to be that great. I like Scott Scatterfield, but I don't. I still think they're in the developmental process. I think Ole Miss with, like, Carroll and all those guys coming back, I'm going to say Ole Miss something the likes of like 45 to like maybe like 35 or 40 or something like that. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Yeah, man. Uh, truthfully, I really like Matt Corral. I think if, you know, Ole Miss has one of those years where like they upset LSU, Texas A&M, or Alabama, I think Matt Corral could be a Heisman candidate. So, um, he could. Yeah, yeah, bro. So, I, I like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss probably by like two touchdowns. Uh, maybe like, uh, dang, let me see. I'm gonna say like 21 to 35. Mm. Yeah, and uh, with Matt Corral, I think, I think if he has a good season, he's gonna be one of the top quarterback prospects in this upcoming draft. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. this this guy can make pretty much all the throws, he just got to cut down on the turnovers. He does that, <laughs> and he he keeps up with that accuracy with, with the way he throws the football. I think he's going to be – if he's not one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, I think he'll end up being a steal, whoever gets him. Yeah, yeah bro. Because yeah. that that kid, you can tell, he, he just has that impact. He really does. 
But um, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I got Ole Miss winning, and I think Jerrion Ely is going to have a big game as well. Wait, Ely's back. Yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he has a big game as well. And um, I'm going to say – I'm gonna say forty-five to forty-one. I, I really Ooh. think I, I really think it's gonna be a high scoring. It's game. gonna be a barn burner, bro. It is. Yeah, yeah. Because both these defenses are terrible. Let's just yep. be honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think Nick Lane cares about defense. He just wants to outscore everybody. So I think he tried to call him out a little bit in one of the press conferences, but we're gonna see, man. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see. We are. Yeah. But I I, I just I just love. I just I just love this matchup. I really do. Yes. It's one of those matchups where it's like you're not really talking about it, but then as the season kind of gets closer, you look at it like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna sit down and watch this because, I mean, we got two teams that are kind of middle of the pack, but mm-hmm. a win could kind of set them on the right path. Right. Yeah. And on Sunday, the day before, of course, we got Florida State Notre Dame. Does Florida State keep it close is the question for me. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's crazy because me, we, you know, we talked about this last week on y'all's podcast, and I was kind of like, yeah, I think Florida State's going to keep it close. Yeah, after uh, – I think Jerry showed me some videos. Or I seen some videos <laughs> of Florida State's defense, and I was like, yeah, that game is not going to be close at all. <laughs> like, probably after the second quarter, that game is going to be like 35 to 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't really know what to expect from Notre Dame's, you know, um, offense. They lost a lot. Being, yeah, they lost a lot, and they don't have Ian Book, you know, and that's been the the stability guy for them for the last couple of years. I'm still gonna take Notre Dame in this game, like 24, like 10, or something like that, or maybe like third, somewhere between like 28 and 10, 20, 24 and 10, something like that. That's kind of where I lean. Yeah, man. I, I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Yeah. Um, again, we're going to have to see, you know, the skill positions at Notre Dame, see how they are this year. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball whenever they want to. And so uh, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Notre Dame 34 to 13. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to expect from Notre Dame either. I mean, their quarterback now is Jack Cohn, a Wisconsin mm. transfer. And I don't think they're going to ask him to do too much this game either. I think they're going to lean on Kyra, Kyron Williams, the running back. I think he's going to have a big game. And I'm going to say Notre Dame wins this game. I'm going to say 41 to 17. I mean, it's Bobby Bowden night. They're going to honor him. They're going to be hyped at the beginning of the game. But bro, we keep bringing up Bobby Bowden, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I I think this game after the first after the second quarter is gonna be over, and oh. Ohio State just got a scoop and score on defense. Oh yeah, it's about to get ugly. It's about yeah, to get yeah, ugly. I, I, I think all that momentum Minnesota had earlier pretty much went down the drain. Yeah, it's about to get ugly. I mean, well, I'm good for my spread, then. That's good. I might still get my get money, money back. Yeah. You might you might get your money back. Oh, by the way, uh, where where did you place that bet? I, I kind of want to know. You said what? Where did you place that bet? I placed. The- <laughs> I'll take you off the podcast, bro. I got. You. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You you might get it back though. Yeah, I mean, look like it. Look like I'm gonna get it back. I'm hoping so. 
And that's crazy because uh, we were just talking about this a few minutes ago. If they score on offense and maybe get a score or on defense, it's going to be curtains. Yeah. <laughs> just saying that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, good what's happening. Yep. That's a nice strip sack, brother. He didn't even see it coming. Yeah, he but did. Like, we, saw, we saw this happening, bro. Like, you know, Minnesota giving them a, a tough time. But you know how it goes, bro. You know how yeah. it goes. Yeah, the talent just eventually takes Talent, out. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and look at that. The big guy gets himself a touchdown. And you know yeah. he hyped about that. Yeah, you know he hyped. Go back to camp and say to the girlfriend, yeah, did you see me on TV? <laughs> oh. That man took off, bro. I'm crying, man. <laughs> Hey, man, some of these defensive linemen can run. <laughs> yeah, they sure can, man. I'm going to tell y'all a story real quickly. I'm going to keep it short because I know this is a short podcast. But I played against um, Carlos Watkins. He played for Clemson, and he, I think he's with the Dallas Cowboys now. Um, but I played oh. against Carlos Watkins, and when I tell you this guy was the fastest big like the fastest big boy I've ever seen in my life, like, this guy was ridiculously fast to be so big. Like, it was ridiculous. And that kind of reminded me of that when I seen him running that touchdown. That dude was a beast, man. So, shout out to Carlos Watkins, though. How big was he, by the way? Because if you say over 300 pounds. Carlos Watkins, back in high school, he was close to it, bro. Because I know when he was at Clemson, he was like 310, 315. Um, I want to say when I, was, when I played against him, because he's a year older than me, I want to say yeah. he was at least probably like six foot one, 295 pounds, like pushing right at 300. He was big, dude. He, he was a big guy. Mm. Yeah. And running like that, man, listen. Yeah. You crazy. See a big guy running like that, like that is crazy. Yep. And just, like Jerry said, this dude took off. Oh, yeah. bro. He, he knew what to do with it when he got it. He, he, he slid. For him to do that, he had to have been like a a, full, a goal line running back in high yeah. school. No, definitely, bro. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he picked the ball up, he knew how to hold it and everything. <laughs> had the form, the technique. Right? I'm like, hold on, all right, now, because some of these big guys really are playing running back when you think about it. Yep. I mean, I remember they had Clowney playing tight end. They had one of his high school games on TV. I was like, this dude playing tight end, Boston folks. A freak show. Yeah, Clowney, bro. You know, Clowney's from kind of the area I'm from. I'm from Charlotte. He's from Rock Hill. So I was like, you know, that's right outside of Charlotte. I grew up in that Clowney era because he was a year older than me. And I mean, when I tell you that kid was a complete freak show, like he was a freak show, bro. Like he was a freak show. Like he would play any position on the field, like anywhere, and just dominate. I would hate to see him playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. And um, the big game of the night in which Tony's, let's just say Tony's relationship is on the line <laughs> for this game. And if his girlfriend's sitting there, um, if, Clem- if Clemson wins this game, just just, just, br- just let him down easy. Break his heart easily. Don't, don't <laughs> let him off. Trust me, if we lose this game, she's not going to let me hear the end of it. Like, I'm literally going to hear this for the rest of the year if we lose this game. <laughs> like, I already know it. But, yeah, man, yeah, um, yeah. really to go ahead and jump into the game itself, um, you yeah. know, me personally, this is this is an evenly matched game. And I said the same thing on my podcast. Like, this game is so evenly matched, bro. It really could go either way. Um, I think both of these teams could see each other again in a few months in the playoffs. 
Um, I'm going to take Clemson in this game because I think Clemson's a little bit better coached than Georgia. Um, I'm going to take Clemson in a very, very close one. I'm going to say like 21 to 20, 24, 21, but in a real Ooh. close game. And with that, Tony just lost his relationship. <laughs> well, she's up there, so she can't hear me. So we good right now. <laughs> oh, she going to ask to hear this tomorrow. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Man, I've been battling with this game. I mean, I know I think Clemson's going to win, but at the end of the day, it's like you got to think about, you know, the talent that Georgia has and if – they are developed and they play how they should play. You know what I mean? Like they should be able to win, but at the same time, Clemson is so well coached. Uh, Venables is going to bring exotic blitzes at JT Day all night. Cause that's JT's, that's JT's weakness. We talked about it last night. Whenever pressure's applied, he folds. So, yeah, you know, man, I'm going to go with Clemson but in a very close game. I'm going to say 31, 28, Clemson. And before I make my pick, Tony, uh, there's some rumors floating around about about y'all. Uh, you kind of uh, want to give us another on that? Yeah, yeah. So there are some rumors floating around. Let me let me annihilate the ones that are not true. Um, because okay. Georgia Message Board, I, I'm I'm not going to slander any fan base, but there are some lies being made. So there was one oh. lie that said, "Oh, oh slander that fan base because we <laughs> yeah, we so, want it." So there was one lie on a Georgia Message Board. That said, Justin Ross has COVID. That is absolutely false. Um, Joe, from what I know, at least, I haven't heard anything about him having COVID. Um, someone also said Nolan Turner, our safety, possibly is injured or he's not going to play, which he actually is questionable. And I, like I said on my podcast, I'm not going to tell y'all no lie. If he's out, I'm not going to be mad. That, that, that's just me being honest. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I might be a little happy if he's out. Yeah. Um, that's just me oh, being man. real. And <laughs> the only one that is true from what I'm hearing is Tyler Davis. So there is some type of situation about Tyler Davis where there's smoke, you know, there's probably fire type situation. Um, yeah. Like I said, with Tyler Davis, which is probably our, I don't know if I was, he's one of, we, we're so deep at defensive line, which is kind of like a good thing for a game like this. Um, yeah. But, you know, Tyler Davis thing, from what I'm hearing, is somewhat true. Um, I can't confirm or deny at this point. Um, but from what I'm hearing, it is true about Tyler Davis. From what I know, um, I talk to people that are well, 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 well in touch with Clemson. And from what they are telling me, yeah, it, it's pretty much confirmed he's not playing Saturday, from what I know. COVID-related, right? COVID-related, correct. Mm-hmm. COVID-related, from what I'm hearing. And normally I would say that would be a huge loss, but, you know, you, that man, they need to take that 2017 National Champions banner down. I, I'm sorry, I just flipped to the um, UCF game. Oh, yeah. But um, they need to take that down. Y'all did not win no National Championships. Stop it. Right. <laughs> right, I'm sick of that. I'm sick of seeing that. But, um, yeah, um, normally I would say – that would be a big loss for Clemson, but Tony, like you said, you guys are so deep at defensive line. Um, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna matter, but at the same time, I mean, you guys have the depth to um, yep. to to make up for that for that production. You know, guys like Brian Brissett, um, Miles Murphy, 
guys like that. KJ Henry on the edge, Xavier Thomas on the edge. You guys have a lot of you have a lot of guys that can make up for that production. Exactly, and that that's what I was gonna say too. Before you move any further, like yeah. this is the one year where that doesn't hurt us as bad. Is this yeah. year because we are loaded? Like this is probably the most loaded we've been since that 2018 defensive line we had. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's the only thing about it. I hate that Tyler Davis is probably not gonna get to play in this game. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. We're Clemson, man. It's next man up, bro. Like, I'm not going to hear any excuses. Like, no offense to any Georgia fans that are already making excuses and saying, we don't have oh, yeah. chickens, we don't have this person. We're not doing that over here at Clemson. It's next man up, brother. If he don't step up, we just lose. Like, if the next Oop. person don't step up and we lose the game, we just lose, bro. Like, it's, there's no excuses. We're recruiting four and five-star guys, bro. Like, I, I don't really want to hear an excuse because – Tyler Davis is hurt. Like, no, bro. Those days of little old Clemson are over, bro. Like, we're a legitimate team. You know what I'm saying? So, in my opinion, is it sad that we're not going to probably get to see Tyler Davis in this game? Of course, as a Clemson fan, it sucks. But, and this is really more so a message to Clemson fans because I see a lot of Clemson fans crying. Like, oh, my God, we ain't got Tyler Davis. The world is over. Like, bro, this is not Clemson of 1995, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, this is we We're deep, right. So I, I just want to come out and say, yo, prayers to Tyler if, if the rumors and stuff are true about him. Prayers to him. But at the same time, man, it's next man up mentality, right. at least for me. I'm not I'm not scared like that we're losing him. Oh, well, next man up. Yeah, yeah. Talent, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I'll go a step further to these Georgia fans that are doing that. You guys claim you want to you be – you basically claim you want to be at the at, at where the level Alabama is. Alabama don't make no excuses when they no. got guys out. No, it's next man up. Florida, I know we got a crazy fan base, but if we may not be at the level of Alabama right now. I think we we going we don't trend towards that direction. But Jerry, do you see our fan base making excuses like that? No, man, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know Clemson not making them excuses. No. Ohio State's not making them excuses. No. <laughs> so, I mean, even There's, Oregon's not making them excuses. So, we always talk about it. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's a standard, bro. Like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, because I've already heard some Georgia fans saying, oh, well, if we lose this game, we didn't have Darnell Washington. We No. No, bro. Like, I'm not trying to hear that. Like, if y'all lose, y'all lost. If we lose, we lost. It's not exactly. no, we didn't have Tyler Davis. That's why we lost. No, screw that. Like, next man up, man. Exactly. I, I agree wholeheartedly, 100% with that. Yep. And for me, this game, I think it's going to be close for the first three quarters. I think the fourth quarter, I said this last night. And I'm going to stick with my score prediction. I actually have Clemson winning this game comfortably. I mm. think Clemson wins this game 38 to 24. Oh, man. But don't make me happy like that. I think that. I think that last touchdown they score is going to be, you know, late in the game with like less than two minutes left. Yeah. To make it a 14 point game. It's going to be one of them type of deals. But I, I think Clemson's defensive line, even though they won't, it, it sounds like they won't have Tyler Davis. Prayers up to him. If the rumors are true, because if it's about COVID, I will tell you this: I had it, and it's not good. Yeah. It's not fun. So, prayers up to him, definitely. Let's just hope 
he he gets better soon. He has a speedy recovery. Yeah. It, it it can take a toll on you. It really can. Right. Um, yeah. So even though I'm 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 a little sad, I ain't gonna see him in this game because I thought he I think he would have reached some. Even as good as that George offensive line has been, I think he would have reached some havoc. But I think along that defensive front seven, you guys are going to get get some pressure on J.C. Daniels. And as Jerry said, when pre- when J.C. Daniels is under pressure, he folds. He really does. He gets yeah. rattled. He yeah. makes some bad throws. And I yep. think that's where Clemson's secondary is going to step up as well. By the way, it's Nolan Turner in the secondary. <laughs> He is, and that's why I'm like, I'm not mad. Oh, but I'm going to tell you something about Clemson <laughs> secondary this year that's a little bit different than the years before. So, and I know I know we got to go and all that stuff, but listen, the thing about Clemson secondary this year is that at the cornerback position, we are better than we've ever been really in the last six, since McKenzie Alexander was there. Like, Andrew Booth is a better defensive back than DK. Like, that's flat-out honesty. Yeah. Fred Davis. I think he's a Florida guy, matter of fact. I think he's from Florida. Fred Davis was – Yeah, he was one of – he was one of the top players in the country in 2019 when he came out. He's cornerback two now. So, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And I've been hearing raving reviews about him in camp. So, this, to me, is the best cornerback tandem we've had at Clemson I mean, in a while. It's been a long time. So I think that's going to help our unathletic safeties. I'm just going to call it what it is. <laughs> I think that's going to help. And then on top of that, they are, you know what I'm saying? I don't – and this is no slander toward JT Daniels, but the teams he was balling against last year, let's be real, bro. Their defenses were weak, man. Exactly. Like, he was playing that's against, like, South Carolina, guys like that. Like, no offense to those teams, but yeah. – that's the type of defense he was playing against. Of course, he's going to have time to sit back there and pick them apart. Right. This is going to be his first real test for real, if we're being honest. Um, DJ, DJ, you played against a top-rated Notre Dame defense last year. This ain't going to be his first time going around. People yep. don't know, but Notre Dame had the number one defense last year. Yeah, they like, were nice, bro. They were yeah, so this is not – and he gave them 400 yards. So yep. that's why I'm like – for me, I think a lot of it's going to ball down to the trenches, like I talked about in my podcast, and also as well, cornerback play, like safety and cornerback play on both sides. So that's kind of what it boils down for me, man. Yeah, and for the exact reasons you just laid out, that's why I don't get the Heisman hype with JT Daniels. I mean, they're, they're talking about the last four games, and it's like he didn't play against anybody defensively that was really good. And when he did in the bowl game against Cincinnati, exposed, they gave bro. him fits. They gave him fits, right. Yeah, because yeah, that because remember Marcus Freeman is now the defense coordinator at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He was the defense yeah. coordinator at Cincinnati. He gave he gave JT Daniels a lot. They barely of made it out of that game. Yeah, they yeah they barely made it out the game. So and now I mean, intervals, bro, with that defensive line, man, listen, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm excited, y'all. It's, it's yeah. definitely gonna Saturday and tomorrow. I'm I'm really excited about this UNC Virginia Tech game. I'm gonna tell you the complete honest yeah. truth. Yeah. I'm just excited to have college football back, honestly. Yeah, at this point, I was literally willing to watch last night Jacksonville State and UAB. Yeah, as bad as that game was, <laughs> right? It was exactly. Exactly. Like when you're watching preseason NFL football, you know you just want football back. For right? real, bro. For real. Yep. So yeah, we those are the big games. We we made a lot of picks, and like we said earlier, this is something that we plan on doing every single week. 
with the big games. And, um, hey, the games are getting played. And, <laughs> like, we think we know everything in the offseason. Then when the games get played, you know, it can completely change. Right. Just, for example, look at Ohio State struggling in the first half. In the first half of the third quarter. They got it going. They're up by 10 now. But it begs the question going in the next week with their matchup against Oregon. How is that going to work out? Right. So, um, before we close this out, um, any anybody got final thoughts? Man, really, man. Just, you know, I'm excited about this collaboration. Definitely can't wait to get y'all on my podcast, too. I'll probably have y'all, y'all on there next week, really. So we can chop up this whole Clemson and, and Alabama stuff. I mean, not Clemson, Alabama. Well, them too. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm just excited, man. Just super excited about, you know, working with you guys and the collaboration we got going on. And I'm just looking forward to the college football season. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. And this this is something that we're definitely looking forward to. We definitely want to continue doing this. And we definitely want to keep, go, go, keep going up with both of our podcasts, you know, Take both podcasts to the next level and um just get just get our names out there. Get everybody listening to us. And um let's just be honest, we might be better pickers than some of the analysts on TV. So uh, oh, who you if, telling? If, if I'm telling you. Our, yeah, you listen to our podcast and see if we pick it. If we end up having better picks than them, put us on TV. Let you us hear me. Names. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, but uh, shout out to Luke Holtz. We ain't gonna be homers and pick Notre Dame every single week, even right. though we know good and darn well they ain't gonna win. Right. <laughs> so, and um, for me, I'm like I said, I'm like a kid in the candy store. Right. I'm like a kid on Christmas morning because Same, football bro. starting, and you know, I I just can't. Saturday, man, I'm t- game college game day comes on at what nine o'clock east, eight o'clock central. Yeah, I might be up at. I'm on Central Time. I might be up at six o'clock in the morning, just waiting for college games to come on. I ain't even mad at you. I might be on the same wave, honestly. Kind of gotta just get up, and get myself prepared, you know. And then once that music hit, you already know it's going down. Yep. And we're coming. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, speaking of which, by the way, college game day will be in Charlotte. Yep. For for the for that game, Clemson and Georgia. And SEC Nation, they were in Knoxville tonight for Tennessee's opening game. They're going to be in Atlanta for Alabama and Miami. I don't know why. We all know what's going to happen. But, (laughs) yeah, that's the biggest game in the SEC besides Georgia. Plus, game day's already at in Charlotte, so they're not going to go to Charlotte. Right. So, um, for me – but, Jerry, you got any final thoughts? Final thoughts, man. I'm just ready to see, you know, what everybody has. Uh, you know, got a good glimpse tonight of what Ohio State has. And I'm just going to say, I don't see Ohio State going to the playoff this year. I, <laughs> hey, yeah. Jerry coming out the gate. I'm coming out the gate. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry coming out <laughs> I just don't see it, bro. I think they lose to make, either – do they play They play Iowa, right? I'm not – I, I don't know Ohio State by heart. Let me, but let me, I think Oregon can give though. this team problems, bro. I'm going to be straight Bingo. up. Bingo. I'm telling you right now, Oregon giving them problems next week. Yeah, the way it's looking, even though they're, they're beating the Minnesota team and all that, I think Oregon could get his team problems, bro. I'm just, bro, Tibbs, Tibbs is going to be cooking that offensive line. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of Oregon, real quick, sorry to cut you off. Speaking of Oregon, they named Anthony Brown a starting quarterback, but I'm going to say this right now. Y'all put me on record. I think he on the short leash. 
because the guy oh, yeah. behind him is true freshman Ty Thompson. Ty Thompson, and yep. Mm-hmm. If that kid ends up coming in the game and plays better than Anthony Brown, Anthony Brown is not playing no more for the rest mm-hmm. of his career and away. That's not a surprise. He was at BC, right? Anthony Brown. Yeah, he was at Boston College. Yeah, transferred to Oregon last season. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I think he's on the short leash because that I'm gonna tell y'all right now, this Ty Thompson kid is special. Yeah, Screw, this kid's special. I've heard. So, so dude, I'm just putting that on record right now. But with this has been a great first collaboration episode with, with Tony from Talks with Tea Time. Um, we we're definitely like I said, we're excited about this and all. Uh, we can't wait to join you on your podcast soon. Just let let us know let us know when and absolutely we'll, yeah we'll be we'll be ready to come on that. Yeah, man, most definitely, man. Like I said, thank you all for having me on tonight, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, if y'all don't mind, I'm just gonna shout out my socials real quick. Of course, you know, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, y'all follow uh, the Talks Tea Time podcast page. Um, like I said on Twitter, man, it's Talk with Tea Time P One. Um. Um, and like I said, you can follow my personal page as well at AO underscore T time nine, man. Like I said, on Instagram, I'm talks with T time, the podcast as well, man. So just once again, thank y'all for, for having me on, man. It's been truly a, a blast, man. Like I said, I love talking football with you guys and it's been amazing, man. I'm excited about this collaboration for the season. Likewise, brother. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. And Jerry, let everybody know where they can follow you if you don't get suspended. Y'all already know, man. Y'all can follow me at I am Breezy II on Twitter, and you can follow me at J Lamar. I'm sorry, what is it? J Lamar underscore II on Instagram. I don't have so many Instagrams, bro. Jeez. This man don't even know his own Instagram because he, he know he's gonna get suspended on that. He tried to he tried to give us the new the, the future one, bro. And I'm telling you, I don't have so many names for all my different accounts, bro. Jerry's a catfish. <laughs> it is official. <laughs> Jerry is. Do I do I need to call Neve? Hey, and Cammy, uh, do I need to call them? Bro, that was my show, but anywho. <laughs> I'm calling them because clearly you can't fish them, folks. <laughs> but uh, you you can follow me on Twitter at AceWave1 and on Instagram at Ace underscore Wave1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Inside underscore Swamp and on Instagram at Inside underscore Florida Athletics. And, you know, this has been a special episode, collaboration episode of the Swamp Inside Florida Athletics and Talks with Tea Time. So we're going to leave you with this. Happy college football season and God bless. God bless you all, man. Let's get lit, bro. We got a great weekend coming. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.